We hear from St. Paul in his letter to the Romans, does God belong to Jews alone? Does he not belong to Gentiles too? Indeed, the faith that Jesus has brought us, for he is the way, the truth, and the life, the new covenant he has established is for all, for the whole human family. And that is why he commissioned his apostles to go forth to the ends of the world to preach his gospel. And throughout the history of the church, there has been great missionary activity, just like uh, we've seen in today's saints, the North American martyrs, or as Brother Alex and Father Jonathan, our resident Canadians, will say, the Canadian martyrs, because it was uh, in New France, Quebec, uh, at the time in which they ministered. But like we heard in our gospel today, you know, the Lord sends many people, missionaries, prophets, apostles, evangelists, teachers, to preach his word, to share his truth, that they might come to know him and love him. And yet we know the response is not always positive. It's not always accepted. Not everyone accepts the Lord. Some refuse his invitation and will even persecute, beat, and kill his servants. Just like we heard in today's gospel, in which the Lord reminds the Pharisees and the scribes how even the leaders of Jerusalem had persecuted and killed these Old Testament prophets. And that is what also happened with today's North American martyrs. They gave their blood for Christ and his church. In the 1600s, several of uh, these Jesuit missionaries were martyred for the faith. And they especially were ministering in uh, what was then called New France in around Lake Huron. So they had their base, their headquarters in Quebec City, and then uh, went through down south through the rivers. And these missionaries experienced great hardship. You know, these were cultured men who came from Europe, well-educated, and uh, used to their Euro European ways, but they were willing to give up the comfort of their civilization in France to bring the gospel to a people that had not heard it. And many of them, if you read uh, their reports uh, to their Jesuit superiors or in their diaries, their journals, uh, talked about how they experienced great hardships in their travels. Uh, the food was scarce and different. Uh, the, the Indians that they ministered and lived with uh, had a completely different way of life that made it very difficult, uh, very different customs. The, the weather was very harsh. It was very uh, severe conditions, and sometimes they would talk about traveling from village to village. Sometimes they would just collapse of exhaustion uh, when they would arrive. And yet they persevered because they had this great zeal to share their relationship with Christ to others. St. Isaac Jogues uh, was one of the uh, 
priests who ministering to the Huron villages who were peaceful and uh, many converts were made there. They converted, but not all the uh, Native American tribes were as amenable to the gospel, especially the ones that were more warlike and fierce. You know, some tribes were more peaceful, some tribes were, uh, were more uh, uh, aggressive. And the Iroquois, the, the Mohawk uh, Indians, raided uh, the Huron Indians, and one day St. Isaac Jogues was kidnapped, uh, was captured in the raid, and he, along with some of the other missionaries and converts, were severely tortured. And so he saw some of his converts from the Huron tribe being uh, tortured and mutilated to death. And even he was tortured severely, uh, losing some of his fingers, uh, which is very important for priests, right? Uh, especially uh, in the traditional rite of ordination, not only the hands consecrated, but even the index finger and the thumb were consecrated because those were the, the, the digits that would hold the, the body of Christ, the consecrated bread of life. And while he was a slave in a Mohawk village in now what is called uh, Arisville, uh, about 80 miles from here, he continued to minister to, uh, in whatever ways, to the Indians he could. And he had even some secret converts, risking his life for doing that. And the only reason the Indians even kept him alive is because they, uh, in their opinion, it was more shameful to be a slave than to be uh, dead. And so they hated him more, and that is why they kept him alive versus killing the other uh, missionaries or converts and yet, God was using him for good. He was still able to uh, show, by Christian charity, the love of God. Eventually, he was actually able to escape uh, with the help of some Dutch uh, traders and made his way back to Europe. And within months, though, of recovering, he felt that zeal that he needed to go back. And not only to minister to the Hurons, but to the ones who had enslaved him the Iroquois. And before he went back, though, he wanted to get permission to celebrate Mass. Because his hands were mutilated, uh, you know, with the rubrics, he would not be allowed to celebrate Mass. So he made his journey to Rome to get dispensation from the Pope that he could say Mass uh, using different digits, different, uh, you know, with his mutilated hands. And Pope Urban VIII gave him that permission, saying, you know, it would be shameful that a martyr of Christ not be allowed to drink the blood of Christ. Uh, because at that time, in the uh, Roman Rite, only the priests celebrating the Mass would, would drink the blood of Christ. And he went back. And ended up uh, trying to minister again to those uh, Indians who had tortured him and had killed his friends. And eventually, he gave his life. After just a short while, in 1646, he was tomahawked and beheaded in that 
near that village uh, in what is now Arisville, New York. And another one of the Jesuit missionaries uh, was killed trying to recover his body, Father Jean uh, de Lalande. And another uh, missionary, uh, a lay brother, Rene uh, Goupil, who uh, was a uh, surgeon. He was tomahawked for having, uh, teaching a child uh, the sign of the cross. And these three martyrs uh, are all near that site there in Arisville, which if you've never been, there's a, a North American martyr shrine there. And uh, I've gone twice. Uh, once Father Anthony took uh, me and Father Tim when we were seminarians there, and then uh, while I was at Franciscan, went with some college friends uh, for a pilgrimage there too. And you can feel uh, the holy ground in that site, that uh, those martyrs who shed their blood had sanctified that area. And gave it life and fervor. And indeed, that is actually the village where 10 years later, after their martyrdom, uh, Kateri Tekequita was born. And uh, the converts, even if few, that St. Isaac Jogues and his companions had uh, made while there, brought great fruit, especially in a great saint like St. Kateri. And some of the other companions uh, was St. John de Brebeuf. He uh, especially was the longest uh, surviving missionary uh, in uh, New France, ministering for 24 years. And he did great work uh, to especially make that bridge between the language barrier at that time. Uh, no one had ever really speaken, spoken to these Native Americans, and he was able to figure out how to write it down. And so he, he actually composed the, the first dictionary for the Huron tribe and converted, uh, it's estimated, around 7,000 before he died. And he wrote catechisms for them. He even actually had composed, uh, transposed in the Huron language, uh, the, the mass setting. Um, for the Huron Indians, which uh, you can actually hear, especially if you go to the North American Mars Shrine, there's a museum there that ha have it playing. And um, you know, at that time, the mass setting would have been in Latin, like the, the Kyrie, which is Greek, then the Gloria, uh, the Sanctus, and the Agnus Dei. Well, he actually had, uh, I guess, special permission to have it uh, written in the Huron language, but while still having the mass setting, the melody of, uh, the Misa de Angelis. And so it's uh, very beautiful. And so he was doing great work, uh, but he died uh, after extreme torture uh, once he was captured by the Iroquois near the end of his ministry. And some of the other companions were uh, Brother Gabriel Lagmant, and he was horribly tortured to death along with Father uh, Bebroff and Father Charles Gournier, who was shot to death uh, while he was baptizing children and catechumens. Um, in the middle, they were, uh, again, from the Iroquois, and then Father Noel Chabanel, who was actually recalled to 
go back to France, uh, but uh, because he had found it exceedingly hard to adapt to the mission life. You know, he, he'd never really learned the language and uh, the food and uh, the culture there revolted him. And on top of all that, he was suffering from a terrible spiritual dryness, he said. <clears throat> he never really received that consolation. He even kind of struggled with that same zeal his companions had. And yet he uh, vowed that he would always just do the will of God. And if that was to be in that mission, he would stay there. <clears throat> These North American martyrs then are a great witness to the zeal and fervor we should have in sharing the gospel, even to those who do not want to hear it, even to those who uh, would mock us or persecute us or even uh, kill us. You know, these martyrs set the example that, as our Alleluia verse said, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. And that is why it's so important to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others, for that is the only way to God the Father. That is the only way to have a flourishment of life now and eternal life in the end. May the North American martyr's blood protect our country and instill a great zeal and fervor that we might, in this country, uh, proclaim and share the gospel with each other and the whole world. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. 
please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.